if a man cheats, it's because he's not getting some energy that he craves. He's not getting a nutrient that he needs. If a woman cheats, it's because she's not feeling led into a deeper place in her heart. And so she'll like start to look for men who might be able to do that. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, a lifestyle podcast hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Tune in for a new episode every Tuesday to hear our honest conversations about topics like wellness, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and self-development with guests who are really smart, really inspirational, and really fucking funny. (laughs) It's real, it's raw, and it's unfiltered. Inspired by our transition from our 20s to our 30s, we realize it's so much more than that. Our mission is to provide you with the tools, guidance, and motivation to help you navigate any transitions in your life and propel your personal growth. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. What did you think? Of part one. Man. (laughs) I know. It just was like great. (sighs) Well, I just think this work, like one, I just love that first, you know, he's doing, he's doing workshops now for both men and women, but, you know, to focus in on the needs, not the needs, the, um, kind of the hole in the whole, like, evolution of man mm-hmm. like yeah. in men evolving into more conscious spiritual yep. and spiritual what i mean is just like you know being present in your body and connected to another human being and understanding that you know there's something much bigger happening i guess in the whole picture of it but i just like i love that th- that he's kind of like given that gift mm-hmm. to people thus far men you yeah. know and it's and he's just very present. Therefore, people feel very open and comfortable. They don't feel like, oh, this is like this, you know, guy trying mm-hmm. to tell me how to live. He's like fucked up. Mm-hmm. He said it. He's like fucked. He has fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know, and he kind of came to he's awakened in a way. Mm-hmm. And still learning. But man. Anyway, we have part two. We have part two, guys. <laughs> I'm freaking ready. I mean, this shit is hot. Hot. Also, just a little reminder, we're going to be at Yeah Field Trip this weekend. So uh, stay tuned on our Insta stories and whatnot. You'll be there for the play-by-play. Um, if you follow us on Instagram at almost30podcast, um, we will be teaching a class at Yeah Field Trip. We are so excited. It's going to be in Santa Barbara. Anything else coming up immediate future? No, we'll have an event on March 4th from 3 to 5 p.m. with Katie from Let It Out with Katie. We'll have more information Mm -hmm. coming up soon. Patreon page has lots of exclusive content, which is amazing. YouTube is popping off. Popping off. So subscribe to our YouTube if you aren't already on there. We have more content coming your way. We have a lot of most every one of our episodes up there. So yeah. We love you guys. Enjoy this know. episode. Share it with your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, for anyone that you think really needs it or you know, is thinking about is in a relationship, is not in a relationship, um, this is just a really cr- crazy good episode. Yeah. Enjoy, family. Love ya. Love ya.
Yeah, you said something in one um, one of your videos about men are like dogs, <laughs> which I've always said. I'm like, men are like dogs and women are like cats because men want to be trained. I've said that forever. I'm mm-hmm. like, they feed off of good feedback. You know, mm-hmm. they want to know what they're doing is mm-hmm. good. And if you are dating someone that's good and you give him feedback on something he's doing, he's going to continue to do it. Like you need yeah. to be open with him and tell him what you want yeah. and give them that opportunity to do that for you. Yeah, like if we want to win, mm-hmm. you know, like the masculine brain's always, am I winning, am I losing at work, at home, in the world? Am I winning, am I losing? The feminine heart is always, is there love, is there not love? Is there going to be love, is there not going to be love? And so, so you know, when you like tell us that we won, mm-hmm. it's a big thing. Totally. It's a big thing for us. And we, you know, we will, we will do more. And and you know I, I got a lot of shit for that line, but what? But oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I As some guys, you know, post on YouTube like, <laughs> like I'm not a fucking dog. Yeah, I'm not a dog. Don't be trained. I'm like, yeah, okay, literally. Okay, bro. Like, like, you know, like it was a <laughs> it's metaphor. Like, I don't need to be trained. She's like, get off the computer. <laughs> I mean, well, like, <laughs> the screen name's like yeah. dog one four one four. Can we talk about um, just on the communication part too? It kind of leads me in just sex mm-hmm. and navigating I mean it's like a fucking it's it's like so simple but so like puzzling like I'm always just surprised that however much experience I've had or not had mm-hmm. it's a I'm lot a, of experience I'm always John. like <laughs> not had uh, not had uh, <laughs> <laughs> but true right, true right, right? Yeah. I mean I'm 30 so mm-hmm. yeah I've had a little experience right. for sure but it, like it's just it blows my mind every time. I'm like, wait, how did I not figure this out by now? Meaning, yeah, Definitely. get specific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How soon mm-hmm. and what that does in a guy's brain. Good one. Um, holding out mm-hmm. what that does in our brain and their brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then communicating when you're in it and you've been having sex, it's like mm-hmm. what you want and and how how to ask for what you want in a way that empowers them Mm -hmm. and empowers you and makes you feel, you know, we don't have to come every time, okay? Like we don't have to. You mean what you want sexually? Yes. So it's like, you know, how do you communicate that? Because like for them or what I feel like is sometimes it's like, okay, the prize is that you finish and I finish and whatever. Right. So how does how does it become a little bit more specific to each time you kind of come together in that way? Right, mm-hmm. right. That's a great question. And the minute you tell him what you want when you're having sex, you're leading him. And he will feel emasculated, mm-hmm. even if he like does it. But if you tell him, hey, touch me this way, and he does it again and again and again, you'll probably lose respect because you'll feel like, oh, fuck, like I... I tell him what to do and he does it, right? Versus, versus feeling what you need and giving it to you. So most women would prefer, and you guys tell me if I'm off with you, but most women would prefer that he feels what you need and takes mm-hmm. you there. Yes. Is that fair to say? Yes. And, and so the trick is, because again, the guys, you got to figure the guy's nervous system is denser meaning guys still... Dumber. <laughs> I didn't use that term. Denser meaning like literally like... Sure. So men had to learn to kill things and not mm. feel. Mm. So we had to learn to Whoa. kill living things. And this has been going on up until the last hundred years, right? We had to kill things and not feel. And so our nervous systems... And we had to learn to kill each other and we had to learn to hunt. We had to learn mm. to do things that were violent, and so part of our hearts had to shut down over the course of 
thousands, tens of thousands of years. So the masculine nervous system is denser. It's not just their body or their musculature, but their nervous system is denser. So you think you might be emoting, like let's say he touches you someplace you love Mm -hmm. and you give a little, "Ah," you know, it's a three. You think it's a seven, but he's like, oh, that's a three. Was that good or was that not good, right? Mm -hmm. So so the trick is amp it up, right? Amp it up, right? So if he touches you, if he touches you somewhere that you really love or in a way you really love, like give him a little extra. Yeah. Not because yeah, it's not faking it. It's not faking it. It's It's like you're amplifying it. Yeah. Right. And adding a microphone to the vagina. Mm -hmm. Something like that. And (laughs) as you amplify it, you'll actually feel it more in your body. You're That's literally, the truth. You, that is you the will feel it more in your body. That's the truth. And then he'll feel you feeling it more in your body and he'll be like, okay, let me mark that one down, right? And then that's a, you know, that move is good for her. And, uh, <laughs> Love. And, like, yes. um, and, and if he does something that you don't like, you know, kind of give a, mm-hmm. right? And then he looks up and you smile at him, mm-hmm. right? And like, and he'll get like, no, that's not right. So when you, and that's different than saying, hey, lick me this way or touch me this way. You know what I mean? It, it, that kind of depolarizes the thing. Why do they ask that then? Tell me what you want. Because they've been, uh, because, oh yeah, that's a great question. They because they want you they've to talk taught. dirty, right? Or yeah, sometimes, <laughs> that's, sometimes that's true, but that's a nice window into your life. So um, Literally. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes that's true. But like, it's, tell I me what you want. Yeah, well, so he might be, there's, well, there's two, uh, it depends on the context. Like mm. if he's, if you guys are in the middle of sex and he's like, tell me what you want. Yeah, probably he, mm. want, <laughs> he wants you to talk dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's like before sex, he's, he's literally seeking information because this whole two generations of men have been taught to respect and trust women and ask them what they want. And, and there's a beauty in that. There really is. And um, there's also kind of a disempowerment in that because if you keep telling if you have to tell him what you want over and over again you will want to fuck him mm-hmm. after a certain amount of time is, yeah. that, is that true to you guys yeah yeah, yeah. i've just seen it so many times but i didn't realize that i was like yeah. oh i should tell him what i want yeah because so he's asking me so i'm I gonna so too. Yeah. i'm like okay so i'm gonna take notes before i have sex next time to tell him what yeah, you know what i mean i'm like too. what do what and yeah. i can't put it into words what i want I know. yeah so no, what i true. want is like in the it's moment not intangible yeah. i'm just yeah. like yeah be, you know? Yeah, because know. if he's doing anything right, you're in your feminine. So you're yeah. in the flow of love and the flow of pleasure. Yeah, and you just want to. So you can you can learn, and this is a big practice for modern women because many of them are working really hard. Many of them are like, you know, there's lawyers, there's more lawyers, there's more doctors, there's more like, and uh, the, the feminine body, because again, it was not trained for the last 60, 70,000 years to be in a fucking office or a courtroom. It was trained to be out in the field feeling where the predators are, where the berries are, where the children are. And so it's only a little tick of the clock since 1970, right, that women's nervous system and bodies have had to be in those little fucking cubicles. Mm. And and so your capacity to amplify pleasure through your body and run more pleasure through your body, whatever that does that for you, you know? And even women now, like, you know, CrossFit and Tough Mudding. I think I said this in the video, right? Oh, I this, didn't tar- part. this hardens your body, yeah. which is fine, fine, it's fine, it's all good if you're doing something to also open it and have pleasure. I can't imagine Tough Mudding is very pleasurable. At least it wasn't for me. And um, so if you want to train him sexually, you train him by amplifying pleasure and, you know, making sure he knows when it's not a yes. And, th- and you do it playfully. You do it artfully, right? 
and you do it playfully, you do it artfully. So, and then he'll get in his nervous system. Like I do this and I get like a, you know, shuddering whole body scream and I do this and I get a, you know, eventually he's going to figure it out if he's, if he's conscious at all. Now, if you do that for a few times and he's not getting it at all, then you're probably getting really good information about how aware this dude is. Another way that I like to work with couples around this is say it afterwards. Like what I loved about that was, dudes love that. Like what I loved about that was when you did this or when you put your hand on my throat or when you you threw me over your shoulder or when you, you know what I mean? When you looked at me that way and kind of growled, whatever it is. And if you say, I fucking love that and this is what it did in my body, you know, alarm bells go off. Do you express what you didn't love or are you kind well, of... Well, yeah. you know, that's tricky. No, <laughs> that's I know. Tricky. No, I mean, I'm, I'm all for saying, th- yeah. you know, what you loved after, but I'm like, so during it, do you kind of just give those subtle cues? Yeah, if I was talking to a man, email I would say... If, yeah, you, <laughs> like after, yeah. Send him a book. They're like in the kitchen. They're like, book. wait, what is this email? <laughs> um, you could ask him. You know what you could ask him? You could say, you know what I would love more of? Mm. Would you want to know what I'm love more of? Yeah, but, but after you've like buttered him up with all the things that he did great, he's going to be much more apt to hear what you want more of. And and if I was talking to a man, I'd say run this practice after sex, especially if you're just starting to be together. Like, what did you love and what did you want more of? And then that way, after sex, you get information that you can bring to the next time, which is not as depolarizing as if it happens in the middle of it, you know? What about for when you should have sex? Hmm. So I have a, I have a different philosophy on this. Um, I don't think you should let anybody inside of you unless he's Signed super present, <laughs> feeling your heart, like breathing with you. Like unless he's like proven that he can be really feel you, you shouldn't let him in. I think that it's it's damaging to your nervous system. You know, women, yogically, women, if you believe in this stuff, women hold the imprint of a man for a long time, some say seven years, right? Um, and so I would want women to be much pickier about, now it doesn't mean you can't get hot and heavy and you can use the same rules we just talked about, making out, like, you know, really moan and, you know, but but... And then at some point you might say, you know what I would need to trust you more. Like I'd need you to look me in the eyes when we were, you know, when we were making out or I'd need you to move slower or I'd need you to breathe more. Or I would need you to, if you say to a man, especially, you know, a man that you've been dating for a while, do you know what, you know what I'd need to trust you more? And he says, no, I don't give a fuck. Well, that's pretty good information. Most guys will be like, hell yeah, I want to know. Like what? And that's a way to enter into that conversation about what you need in a way that, you know, doesn't put you in charge when you'd rather be surrendering. Now, if you want to be in charge and he wants to, you know what I mean? If that's the game you're playing that night, great, go for it. But um, more often than not, it doesn't create, it doesn't create heat. If you've done it immediately or you've done it too soon. Um, well, or if he's not holding space, he's oh, not. And if he's not. No, if, if if a woman. Or, so so so. I, I, it depends on why you're asking the question. If you're asking the question because you think there's a right or wrong answer, there's no absolute. Mm-hmm, I think, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like it could be on the first night, and the guys, you know, um, and you feel like this guy's totally reading my body, and I'm willing to. We're all gonna get our fucking hearts crushed, mm-hmm. you know. We're all gonna you know die 
and somebody we love is going to die. And so if you're going to love and you want to love fully, um, you know, your heart is going to get crushed on the altar of love. So if you feel like the moment is right and you want to give love without the, is this something serious thing? And you can do that sincerely as a woman, then I say, go for it. If you really want a long-term relationship, then you can say to him, I mean, <laughs> Pat, have you guys ever read Pat Allen? No. Mm-hmm. Getting to I do. She's an old teacher of mine, but she wrote this book called Getting to I Do. Mm-hmm. And her thing was, do not fuck him until you get a ring. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you could go that way. If <laughs> you Respect want. to Pat. You, yeah, you could go that way. And, and that, does, that does work to some degree, but you could have trained him in the wrong way. I say, don't fuck him until you really feel that he's feeling you. Mm. And if he is really feeling you and you can feel that, then then you can have the conversation like, I, I, I don't trust this is too soon or I'm afraid. I, I like the idea um, and I don't have any hard and fast rules other than that, like make sure he feels you. But I'm afraid this is too soon. I'm afraid you're going to share your fears. Like I'm afraid you're going to leave me after this. I'm mm-hmm. afraid this is all you want. And, and, and like show him your heart. And if he's a good man, it'll, it'll draw him towards you. If he's an asshole, then he'll, you know, you'll feel that. Mm. You know, the more your body's open and awake and feeling, you can, you've got bullshit detectors. Yeah, mm-hmm. And sure. I think what I see sometimes in women is that they don't trust their own intuition. And, and I think if that's the, I, I think that would probably be the best answer. That's so true. Is like, if your intuition is, this is a good man and he might not, you know, he might not want a long-term relationship. And I know that, but he, he's a good man and this feels great. And I want to give love just for the sake of giving love, then do it. And But if your intuition's like, he says he wants long-term relationship, but I can sense the bullshit in that, mm. and your intuition is pinging you, then absolutely listen to it and let him go. You know, let somebody else, you know. I, I, kind, of, I kind of have the philosophy for men and women, like let them appear. Like do your work, like... If you're feminine and you want to attract a real masculine man, then do the work that opens your feminine and deepens your feminine. Work, do women's work, dance, whatever, like gets you in your feminine. And men will find you, no problem. And if you're masculine and you want to attract a feminine, like work on integrity and work on depth and work on structure. And, and you know, you guys know, like those guys are kind of rare these days and you'll see them and you'll feel them. So I, I'm not a big swipe left, swipe right no, guy. No, I was just about you to know? ask you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm like le- I like let them appear. Do your yeah. own work mm. and people will feel it. And you'll, you'll evoke from the, you'll evoke from the world mm-hmm. what you want more than if you make a list, you know, um, the whole getting to the one thing, like more than that, if, you know, getting to the one, it's like writing a list, doing a to-do list, that's, you're masculine, mm. right? It, you know, that's like very directed and very, but opening your heart and opening your body and being in touch with the divine, whatever you want to call the divine and, you know, feeling the flow of love through your body, Men will find you. Men will find you for sure. Because that's a that's a rare woman. And you'll evoke a better, you'll evoke a deeper man. Right? Mm-hmm. From that. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing more attractive to men when you're just doing you. 
yeah. When you're doing you, you're man. You're doing you. Yeah, you're doing you, like, and you are love, yeah. right, for the most part, or you are play, or you mm-hmm. are this. Yeah, men just uh, like, eat that up. Mm-hmm. Literally. Can I say one more thing about oh the, yeah. about the yes. Tinder? So what I do with the women I work with is I say, think of something you want to practice. Like, I want to practice. I, I never let him lead. So I'm going to practice. I'm going to go out on a Tinder date. And rather than think, like, could this guy be the one? Will we have sex? And all that kind of shit. Just be a no to all of that. And just be a yes to, I'm going to practice letting this man lead and see what it does. Or I'm going to practice being really emotionally authentic in the moment and see what that does. Mm -hmm. And so I I say, if you're going to date like that, use it as practice to be more you and develop the things that you want to develop as a woman or a man and and then don't trip you know and then know that if you're developing that capacity the world will feel it mm. and come knocking on your door yeah you know rather than and that takes the one. pressure off and it's a kind of a nice easy clean thing to do so i i say if you're going to do those kind of dates make them practice dates mm-hmm. and then you'll learn like oh shit like if i like stop and let him open the door that opened him or if I, if I let him order, that, that made him feel good. Or if I complimented him on the restaurant or whatever, that made him feel good. You know, men are, men are like dogs. They love that stuff. <laughs> they do. Right? And then you have that awareness for when you're with a man that you really want to impress mm-hmm. and you've got mm-hmm. that in your nervous system and in your body. That's a good one. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like we have a lot of, especially in the Facebook group, a lot of the girls are like, oh, I'm on this dating app and they tell us crazy stories. And we're mm-hmm. like, wait, what? And it's to take the pressure off mm-hmm. and have it not be something where it's like your final destination mm-hmm. is the dating apps. Right. And you gotta, you know, mm-hmm. it's, I think that's a really good practice. Right. I feel yeah. like a lot of people just do it because they feel like they have to. Mm. You know, they're like, I have to find a boyfriend. So they make these Tinder dates and they have like three or four a month and they don't really enjoy them. They just are mm. kind of doing it because they feel like they need to. Yeah. It's like the guys don't really want it because it's, or I, f- I find that the guys, I'm not on them anywhere. I was mm. like when I was in New York mm. and the guys are like, eh, like I match with her and I'll talk to her, but yeah. I don't really want to invest my time and money. Girls are like, yeah, I'll go on like a million, take yeah. me out. Right. And, you yeah. know, so it's like this right. really opposite energy coming at each other where like the intentions mm-hmm. are all fucked, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, think of the frequency, right? I mean, mm, you know, yeah. we know that, um, you know, we know that we evoke from the world the frequency that we're putting out. Yeah. Right? Actually, in relationship, it's the opposite. So if you want a man who's got integrity and depth, then the frequency of devotion and, you know, love is the frequency that will call that forward. And if you're on Tinder, the, you know, people get in their heads and they get obsessive and they get freaked out. And so the frequency that you're attracting is that frequency of like, is this guy going to be, is he going to ghost me? Is he the mm-hmm. one? Well, from that frequency, you're going to attract shit. Mm-hmm. But if your frequency is, you know, I'm full of love because I've you know, because I danced the other night or I'm with my girlfriends or I'm so happy with my life and I feel good in my body and I know how to have pleasure in my body regardless of him, that's a different frequency. And from that frequency, you're going to pull something different. So, you know, I just, you know, just be aware of the frequency that you're dating, I mm-hmm. guess would be the same way to simplify it, like, and evoke. What does it mean to have pleasure in your body? You said that. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, well, you know. I mean, typical pleasure, but I'm right. saying, like, 
Is it more about being in your body? Is it about like how you view your own body or what is it? Right, right. So the, 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 the secret formula to captivate men is a combination of pleasure in your body and yearning in your heart. So if a guy, and I see this in workshops, which is, you know, um, is when you have, like when it feels good to be in your body, like, and you women, men rarely feel this. I mean, we do a little bit now, but women have the benefit of actually, it feels good to dance or it feels good to be in my body. Or if you cultivate that capacity to just feel good in your own body and you show a yearning heart, again, to a man that you trust, Mm -hmm. That's fucking catnip. Yeah, it is yeah. sexy. Yeah. Okay, to, you I see know, what you're so saying. so so cultivating the capacity, and this is why I love women's groups, right? And I, I recommend a lot of I recommend that to any of your listeners, right? And learn how to dance in a way that feels good, mm. like even if it's twerking, you mm. know, twerk, <laughs> right? <laughs> Whatever it is, but That's it feels if you twerk and then afterwards you're like, oh, my ass feels so good. Then yeah, yeah mm-hmm. great, yes. cultivate that. Or, you know, or if you're, you know, sacred dancing and, you know, and that feels good, mm. whatever makes you feel, you know, this is, this is how I might lose some people on this, but whatever makes you feel the divine mm. no, in your body. Not yeah. Not yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. And, and if you can cultivate that as a woman, um, that is like, men are dying for that. Cause remember we're burdened. We're like, oh, I'm so fucking burdened. Oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. And like, so all did, of a sudden, there's mm. this woman over here who's got a wide open heart and pleasure in her body. You're like, oh, shit. Like, that's why we love Beyonce. You know, that's why we love, you know, I mean, that's why we love the women that we, you know, admire, at least in the public eye, because they have that capacity to run pleasure through their body. Mm. Yeah. And so if you're sitting, this is a, this one I get from women, like he's watching TV. Right. Um, David talks about this. My teacher talks about this a lot. You know, if you're watching TV, he's watching TV. Well, you've got to be more pleasurable than the TV because he's in his nothing <laughs> mode, like his fucking zone out, like total. Right. Well, if you sit next to him and you start, you know, rubbing your legs and like just kind of feeling good in your body, at some point mm-hmm. he's going to go away right. from the TV and he'll look at you. There's like a tipping point where your pleasure got too much for him to ignore. Yeah. And that's how you can bring a man, you know, artfully bring a man to you. Kind of, I remember I said, draw him in. Like, that's one of the ways you can draw him in. It's just like being so turned on by yourself. Yeah. You know, that. that he can't ignore it. And you think about like women or men who are not finding pleasure in their body. So whether yeah. they hate their body or, you know, have these insecurities, it really is just like this complete wall mm-hmm. that's yeah. like a few layers deep that like yeah. how do you even break through yeah like is that work to be done just on their own like can it be like this Part- yeah. collaborative thing mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah but it's like a little sensitive yeah no i i think you know that's what we do in workshops right so we'll send yeah. the women off with the women and you'll learn how to do like i work with sheila kelly i don't know if you're sheila kelly's women s factor yeah. So they go through these whole weekends to learn how to like get pleasure in their body and move really slow and move their hips in a certain way. Or um, one of the teachers that we hired in Hawaii, she did this thing called the, mat, the the wisdom of the hips, and she just basically taught women how to sway their hips back and forth until it felt good. And you see, the men, the men were just like, you know, and and so so yeah, you need. I think a lot of modern women need help because they're so driven. Right, just like they're so driven for what they want, and and that's totally fine. 
But if, if they want to attract more of a masculine presence, they want to evoke, I think would probably be the way I'd put it. Then learning how to have pleasure in your body sometimes takes some extra work. Like you got to crack that shit open. Because you're right, there's like an armor. There's an armor. And, uh, you know, so dance is a way to do it. Being with other women, like emoting, emoting with other women. So one of the things that we'll do in workshops, we'll put the women together and they'll move and then they'll just start making sounds. And, and it kind of, they get in that kind of field together. And all of a sudden they'll be like, you know, wow, there's all this sadness that comes through me, or there's all this rage that comes through me, or there's all this longing that comes through me. And they'll literally learn how to conduct that through their body. And then we put them in front of a man and the man's just, 90% of the work is done. They're just open. So with other women, I think is the, the, a really great way to do that. Even if it's going out dancing with your girlfriends. Do you know the class by Taryn Toomey? Do you know? Uh huh. It's yeah, kind I of like her. what, like that class. It's mostly women, mm-hmm. and you're kind of moving in like a very emotional, emotive, cathartic, cathartic way. And right. you see the women just like cry at the mm-hmm. end, or mm-hmm. just really feeling. You right. know, it's it's magical. It's just mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's, it's a big, crazy. it's a, it's a big thing. And my my girlfriend and Taryn do have done some things. Oh together, really? But yeah. But oh they, really? Yeah, my girlfriend teaches. Um, yoga, but she uh, runs a women's program called Immense Grace. Oh, yeah, cool. I've yeah. heard of it. Yeah, yeah. And in that, she gets 100 women together and they go up into the mountains oh, and they, they do this kind of stuff and they come out of it. And my God, it's so beautiful. Like they're just, I mean, that kind of thing is... Um, do men do that for other men? Like... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're doing yeah we do that in men's weekends. Like yeah. I, I run a I lot of I guess I didn't weekends. mean that. Sorry. No, 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 I know what you mean. Like, you know how you said women need to get together to kind of feel more and emote more and feel more in their bodies. When you put men together, do you find the same reaction mm-hmm. that they... No. Okay. No. What you find, if they're masculine in essence, okay. what they will love the most is sharpening consciousness. So sharpening consciousness, and there, there is a certain amount of opening. Like when I teach men, I teach them you know, how to sharpen their consciousness mm-hmm. and then how to open their body mm-hmm. and emote. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, but what men are good at doing, it's kind of the iron sharpening iron thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're good at like, how present are you? Like, you know, put men together and they'll rate each other on how present they are. Like, how trustable is this guy? Would you trust him with your daughter? Would you trust him to, would you give him a million dollars to invest? Mm-hmm. And rating each other and helping tune each other up as to how trustable or how deep or how authentic or how, you know, that's kind of, you know, classic masculine practice. And then they practice it with men. And then, you know, when you stand in front of a woman, you know, and you're breathing a certain way, your feet are grounded, your belly's soft, your heart's open, she'll feel you as trustable, Mm. you know? And so, yeah, it's two two different practices. Wow. Yeah. Um, quickly to go, sorry, to go back to something that you mentioned earlier about relationships and you kind of, um, you know, you're mimicking a pattern that may have been imprinted from your parents. Mm -hmm. How can you identify if you're doing that? Hmm. Well, there's an exercise that you can do that, you know, requires some setup, but you can go back and feel like what it is that I'm you can actually go back and there's a visualization where you walk into the house that you grew up in and you literally like visualize yourself standing in front of your parents and you feel, what was I missing? 
Was I missing safety? Was I missing affection? Was I missing love? Right? Ugh, you getting the sense? Of that? A good one. Yeah. Uh. And whatever you're <laughs> missing, crazy. all of a sudden, like the lights will go on, and you'll just be like, "Oh shit!" Right? Like, and then you'll see it everywhere. You'll see it everywhere. Wow. And you'll and and then you can get conscious of it. And again, there's nothing wrong. We all do it, you know. But there's the the problem is when we're unconscious about something, it runs us. When we get conscious of it, we can work with it, and it becomes an ally. So, like for example, my desire to you know, you know, being withdrawn, you know, having my mother withdrawn or leaving me alone for a long period of time, right? Like, if I'm unconscious of that, then I'll get needy or I'll be, you know what I mean, or I'll be fearful or whatever. But once I'm conscious of it, I can, you know, I can, you know, text my girlfriend like I'm, God, I'm needy tonight, like, right? And it's, and she's cool with that. But I'm, I'm working, I'm using it as an ally now versus it being this kind of shadow in the background. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Sitting in front of your parents, that'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what I would. Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot there. But it makes sense. So you're saying that we choose people who mimic that yeah. feeling yeah. of not having that or having that. Yeah. yeah. How did you become conscious? Were you always conscious like in your marriage before? Were you conscious no, or did you have an awakening? No, I was a fucking asshole. Yeah. No, um. I I blew up a marriage and I and I um was in another relationship and it blew up, right? Even though I really loved her and wanted it to work. And I realized like shit, I don't know anything about relationship. Like and I came from four divorces, you know, so I I had no model for it. So of course I was recreating the thing. And uh, and I just I said, okay, I want to go. I want to. Who's good at this? And somebody turned me on to a book by a guy named David Data. And um, and I read that book, and it was kind of a mind blowing thing. It's called The Way of the Superior Man. And then also uh, Blue Truth is a fantastic one. And then he wrote one for women called Dear Lover. Although some women like that, some women don't. Mm. Finding God through sex. Yeah. Finding God through sex is a fantastic one. Um, and I was like, and I and it just turned out that he was going to be in LA the next week. And so I said, I'll oh, fuck this. I'm going. And I went, and I was like, it was like a whole new world opened up of what was possible, of of you know what it was like to run sexual energy and be deeply intimate with somebody, whether I was attracted to them or not, to feel into people deeper. And once I got it, like all of a sudden I was just hooked, and, and so I you know, followed him around for 10 years and I still, you know, do a lot of work with him. And, and, um, and about five years ago, I decided to, you know, lead men's groups and teach what I had been practicing. And then, and then I started to teach co-ed groups and that's kind of what I'm doing now. Wow. Yeah. So it was, it was really like, I, I practiced on myself and then everything that I teach and I just tried everything. Like I mentioned a few people here tonight, but I tried everybody that knew, about relationship and I learned as much as I could and I practiced it and then I started to teach what I've mm. you know, kind of done in my own relationships. And Wow. Yeah. And then when you were full, you found your girlfriend. Yeah. That, yeah. So I found my girlfriend when I did a, so I, fin, I, was, I was with a woman for three years when I started doing this work and I, and I did the thing that I just told you about. Like I found a way to push her away. Like she was crazy about me and I found a way to push her away and then hate her for it. And, um, and we broke up and then I actually cheated on her because that was the way that I would deal with those emotions because I didn't know how to deal with that pain. So I cheated on her. And then when I told her, you know, she was like, fuck you, I don't want to ta- ever talk to you again. And 
that relationship broke up, and this was after doing this work for three years and still kind of being unconscious. And so I went to, I went to a guy who was coaching me at the time, and I said, you know what, fuck it. Like, I'm, I'm going to get a harem. Like, I know what to do. You know, like, <laughs> I'm going for a harem, yeah. man. And, uh, and uh, I know what I'm doing now. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, enough of this monogamy shit. And, and he said, no, no, you're not. You're going to completely disengage from the feminine for a year. Mm. And you're going to take a year and just be by yourself and not date, not practice, not flirt, not, you know, try to get a woman's attention. And so I spent um, nine months literally kind of going to work, coming home, being with my daughter, like being with other men. And it was the most excruciating and beautiful almost year that I spent. And about seven months into it, I ended up at Burning Man which is not the place to go when you're on a feminine cleanse. And I was so, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah, I was so lonely. I was oh, Was so, it just you? No, I went with friends, okay, but, okay. I, but it, it was like, it, I, it, took, it took about six sexual. months for me to feel the loneliness totally. that I'd been avoiding my whole life. Whoa. And by not dating for a long period of time and not being, not like kind of like trying to fill the void with women, um, I was alone and I got, I had to get down with myself and figure out who I was and I had to get fine with who I was. And who I was was needy sometimes, who I was was jealous, who I was was, and I had to craft a whole new relationship with myself. And at the end of that, Nine months, you know, I mean, Burning Man, I was just out there crying in the desert, you know, every morning. As you do. As I do. I, I was, it, was, it was just like snot As flying. It was, there was no, it was Is no, it your goggles? Yeah, You're like, no, oh, God. No, holding back, like, you know, snot with sand. And like sparkles. It was, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, in my, in my white pimp tuxedo. <laughs> and, uh, and I, and at the end of that, I just started to realize, like, I didn't need a woman. Like I just like I got totally whole and complete wow. by myself, and and right about that time, I walked into a yoga class, and this woman was teaching it and at Burning Man. No, oh, no wow. this was after I got back, okay. a couple months after, mm-hmm. and I and I walked up to her, and I was like, "Wow, you're spectacular! Like, mm-hmm. what's what's going on with you?" Mm-hmm. And it was like I didn't plan to do that, and yeah. we, and we've been dating ever since. Wow! Wow! Yeah, yeah. Her name is Guru Jagat. You probably yes. Luke's, Luke's. You probably know her. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. at Rama. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Oh yeah. my God, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I've taken her classes before. Yeah. She rocks. She does rock. She rocks. She totally rocks. Yeah. Damn, we, yeah. Need, to get, we need to get her on. Yeah. Mm. yeah. She, she rocks. Yeah. yeah. She's fantastic. Oh, that's so cool. So yeah. you do Kundalini? Yeah. Do you feel like it's helped you with like, like yeah. sexual energy and stuff? Do you feel like it's totally. like a. Really? I, I see. I, she gets mad at me for saying this, but I believe it. it mm. Kundalini is a masculine practice. Oh, really? Why? Yeah. It's angles. Mm. Right there's angles and it's like you know there's not it's there's some move some I completely agree yeah some of the kriyas are are but you got to think this was created by men for men for thousands of years it's vinyasa just vinyasa is flow kundalini vinyasa is flow not. yeah and vinyasa has and I look I love kundalini to help like so for example if I have a client who's so feminine that she can't stay on the planet. Like she's just so feminine that she, I, I just like, she can't even, mm-hmm. you know, she has no ground. Mm-hmm. I would send her to Kundalini to kind of help ground herself, mm-hmm. right? But if it's a, you know, most women who have a pretty balanced masculine and feminine, you know, if they're going to do Kundalini, great, but do a feminine practice with it. And, you know, she's had to do this a lot, which is why she, one of the reasons why she started Immense Grace, because it's kind of a complement to that. And she brings a lot of women's work into it. Is her it. book called Immense Grace too? 
No, it's called. Um, Oh, oh shit! Oh man! <laughs> Damn! I'm so fucked! Oh shit! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We won't tell her. Talking we won't to tell her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's called that. It'll come to me like yeah. right after I walk out the door. <laughs> yeah. I'll come busting in, going, "It's this." Yeah, be like, oh. yeah, yeah. Like the next day. Yeah. Damn, that's amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. So you- I had to be by myself for a year, mm. and and women, I, I, you know, I've I've led a few women through that practice, and it's, I think everybody should do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. no dating. Isn't Luke going through doing it. Yeah, he's yeah. doing nine months. He was now. talking about it on the pod. Mm-hmm. Nine months. That's right, Luke. Well, I told him. Yeah, I was like, I know. Yeah, did. yeah, I did. I, yeah. I had a feeling. Love you were, him. I he gave, listens to everyone. I gave, <laughs> I gave him that practice, and he came up to me at New Year's. At, oh, at, we were Kundalini. He came up to me, and he's like, I feel so great. Like, oh, I don't even yeah. want to date. He goes, I want to keep going. Yeah, yeah. he said, he's like, I'm and I bet there. women are just like, who's that dude? Like, Literally. you know what I mean? Like, he's deep. Yeah. We Literally yeah, yeah, yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah. Yes, uh, people said that. They're like, he's hot. Yeah. Well, we had someone that connected, felt his like energy, and yeah. we're like, who is he? Yeah. And we're like, he's not dating right well, he's, now. He's a guy. The reason why that's so sexy is because he's faced death. Right? Mm. Like to be alone so and true. to be like, you know, that's facing death and to wow. face your own demons and to face your own shadow and to face all that stuff. It's like death training. And when you come out of that, there's a sense of like, well, fuck, I don't need a woman. Like I'd, I'd like a good woman, mm. like, but I don't need it. Mm. And, yeah. um, and that is detractive, mm. yeah. I've heard. It yeah. is. Yeah. Do you do um, work in your workshops? I assume you do, especially if couples come in uh, that have experienced like unfaithful. Yeah, it's just going to ask cheating. Yeah, cheating mm-hmm. and all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How do you navigate that? Yeah. What is like. Um, well, we try not to let the workshop, we try not to deal with it so much in the workshop, but one on one. Yeah, yeah. one on one, I, yeah. I deal with it. And what yeah. I do is I set up a container where she gets to talk about how much pain it caused her. And then he listens and says, that makes sense. And then practices empathizing with the impact. So like I can imagine that you felt unloved. I can imagine you maybe felt like you weren't beautiful. I can imagine that. And he like, and I have him really get in touch with the impact of, it could, it could be, you know, abusive words, right? It doesn't have to be cheating, but just to get in touch with how, or neglect, like how that impacted her body Right? And how it may, maybe she lost sleep, or maybe she took it out on the kids, or maybe. And the more that he can empathize with her and really feel how much pain it caused her, the more it heals her. And I've seen it do miraculous things in relationship and, uh, and really just turn everything around. Is there work on the other end where it's her understanding why or? Vice versa. Yeah. You know, understanding. Why he cheated? Yeah. Why are he or she t- cheated? Yeah. Um, well, if a, if a man cheats, it's because he's not getting some energy that he craves, like a like an ingredient, like a he's not getting a nutrient that he needs. And if a woman, or he's just kind of fucked up and mm-hmm. addictive, has an addictive nature, that kind of thing. Um, if a woman cheats, it's because she's not feeling penetrated. She's not feeling led into a deeper place in her heart. And so she'll like start to look for men who might be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, same thing somebody asked me. I was on uh, Sex with Emily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah I'm going to do a few more of those. But yeah, oh, she's great. Um, but you know, we were talking about ghosting. Like, why do you get ghosted? Like, that's a big, that's that. a big question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the reason you get ghosted if you're a man is because you didn't lead her into a deeper experience of her heart. Like you didn't 
liberate something in her that she didn't even know she wanted. Like she wanted to be teased a certain way or she wanted to be led a certain way or she wanted to be looked at a certain way or she wanted, and you were nice and you did like the things that you were taught to do. And she's like, oh, like that's pretty fucking mediocre. Mm. And so she'll ghost you. And if you're uh, a woman, more often than not, you emasculated him in some way, right? Or, or you... Or you gave what we talked about at the beginning, like you gave him so much energy that he was like, oh, I can't know how much energy. Mm-hmm. Like that's just but that much. emasculates them, right? If you give them too much energy? I don't know if it emasculates them, but they have like a, it's like a, it's it's literally like a, Allergic like reaction. a, yeah, it's like a, what do you call it? It's like a survival mechanism uh. that goes off in the man's brain. Yeah. Like if I go with this woman and she's this much unmodulated energy, I won't be able to do a fucking thing. Uh. I won't be able to kill the tiger. And, and he doesn't really know that. And, um, or she has run, so, or she hasn't gifted him with an energy that made him feel alive. Like we want to feel some flow of energy through you that makes us happy to be alive. And either she was locked down, like you talked about, like she was just locked down and he's like, well, this isn't inspiring. Like, fuck, why would I, why would I do that? So you didn't inspire him in some way. I mean, even if you are a lot but there's something in the date where you inspire him, like he feels like the pleasure we talked about, or he feels that he'll he'll like he'll like ignore the rest of it because feeling that pleasure. I mean, fuck, you know, men will kill other men, men will build the Taj Mahal. I mean, this has been going on for millennia. Men will you know fuck up their presidencies. Like men will do anything to feel the exact flavor of sexual energy that that makes them feel alive. Damn. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll do, That's we'll sell our fucking souls for that. Wow. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Not that you should use it that way, but, no, yeah, but, but. It's currency. <laughs> it's totally yeah. currency. But, so yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Energy, like, like that kind of feminine energy is a currency mm-hmm. and presence mm-hmm. is a currency, mm-hmm. right? So for the masculine, presence is a currency that the feminine body recognizes as valuable. Um, pleasure and yearning is a currency that the masculine nervous system realizes is valuable. I remember there was a woman who I went on a date a little while ago, uh, before I started with Guru Jagat, and she said, she said something like, you wanna know how, how we're doing on the date? She was like, you wanna know how we're doing? And I was like, yeah, I wanna know how we're doing. And she's like, well, like I'm loving this, but I'm not trusting this. And she was just really open about it and cool about it and just like giving me information. And I fucking loved it. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I think- Interesting. That, it's funny that it like hit me at first. I was like- But yeah. you're, you were conscious at that yeah. point though. Somewhat. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm still, you know. Well, I, know. I mean, all- conscious men just know how fucked up they are. Right? You know, I mean, that's just, you know, so I fall into that category. <laughs> yeah. But that's like a strong man to be like, kind of take that. But I think the directness men appreciate, right? They, they, if there's a, if there's a flavor to it, okay. right? So there's a directness that is kind of cut, like feel the energy. Like, first of all, she was smiling when she said it. There was kind of a roundness and playfulness to it, mm-hmm. and so my nervous system could metabolize that. If it was like, do you want to know how we're doing? I would have been like, <laughs> well, that's what I, I, been like I was like, Ugh. I would have been like, fuck, okay. Yeah, totally. let, me, let me go I guess so. change my shorts first. <laughs> um, but there, there's, you know, so, so uh, you know, women, like one of the things I, I try to teach women to do is to speak slower. Mm. Like just I noticed of, you speak slow. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're like, it's because you're, it's, you hang on the words. It's just like a presence. You it's speak, presence. you speak at the rate that we should be speaking and it's really nice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, and I've learned to breathe into my belly. Yes. So I'm mm-hmm. speaking from down here, not up here, but that took years of training. But for women, you got to think that breath is, um, or speech is breath modulated. So if a woman is speaking really fast, it's, it's like an assault on the man's nervous system where if she's speaking slow, think round, like Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. even Scarlett Johansson, you know, and there's a sort of roundness to the speech, mm-hmm. that actually feels like a caress to a masculine nervous system. So a lot of this stuff is energetic and yogic. I mean, 90% of communication is nonverbal, as we know. So, you know, learning to communicate, I have pleasure in my body. And if you're a good man, I'll maybe give you some, right? That's a pretty strong communication. And that's mainly nonverbal. Or I'm a deep woman and I'm gonna and I'm going to honor you. I'm going to honor your presence. I'm going to honor your purpose. That's a that's a subtle communication that's not verbal. Last question from me. Mm-hmm. Um, porn. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Are goats involved? Yeah, <laughs> yes, only. Goat porn? <laughs> only goat porn. Goat porn? <laughs> <laughs> I call it goat porn. Uh, if it's goat porn, we're good. Um, so f- for what, men or women? Or both. Or? For men. I guess when men are just using it, they're not using it. So men just using it and then men and women using it together. Men and women using it together, if it op- again, if it opens mm. the moment, then great, right? More often than not, it's not used artfully. And so, you know, if we're paying attention, man, I mean, you know, it's just about paying attention to what makes somebody open. So if I say to her, like, you know... Uh, do you want to see the kind of thing that turns me on right now? Mm. And and she and I and she opens, mm. then I know okay I can go farther. But if mm-hmm. she's if I feel her tighten, mm. but I make her watch the porn, it's like abuse. <laughs> I'm abusing her. Abuse. Yeah. That's I'm abusing 100% her. Hundred percent. Yeah, I'm abusing her. And and oh, so that. so I think that again we got to pay attention. Mm-hmm. And, and if you do it, it can be fun. I like to. I, I tell women like go look at some porn. And pick out the energies that you feel like you could understand why men would want, you know, cock worshiping, sluttiness, like certain kinds of energies. And don't worry about the, the you know, don't worry about the context or try not to worry about like the, the context. Trappings. Yeah, but be, be, a, be a detective about the energy and then see if you can find that in yourself. Like what is my slut? Look like, or what does my cock worshiper look like, or what is this? And that's that's a fun exploration for a lot of women. So, but for so like anything, you know, there's there's healthy ways to work with it, and there's unhealthy ways. Um, for men, man, you know, ninety percent of men jack off daily to porn. Wow. Yeah, ninety percent, ninety percent. All some of them up to their fifties, and um, and I can see it because they're depleted. Like they're mm. they're just spilling their chi all over the fucking ground, you know. Yeah, and um, I life, thought about it like that. Yeah, whereas a woman is not depleted by orgasm, a man is depleted by ejaculation, by continual ejaculation. So especially when you get older, so they're depleted and they're they they use it as an addiction. I mean, we know this now, but they use it to numb. Like most guys use porn to numb uh, loneliness, boredom. Uh, low self-esteem, stress. Mm. And so most of the time it's pretty unhealthy and it's going to get worse. 
because getting Everything's virtual free. reality is coming in and it's free. Yeah. You know what I mean? Shit, you can use virtual reality in a, you know, a little Jeez. thing and all of a sudden you're like, wow, I don't need oh, a woman. Oh, no. I didn't even think about yeah, that coming I, I don't us. need a woman. They have like I, dolls and stuff too, oh, like robot dolls. They got dolls and they got, you know, they got, you know, so. Like goggles for your dick? <laughs> something like that. Okay. Totally. Yeah. So it's, it's wow. you know, and and basically it's just, it's it's that men aren't willing to traverse um, the the beautiful and complicated landscape that's the feminine heart and body. It's just too much for them. So yeah, it's a mm, it's an issue for yeah. sure. Wow, thank you for yeah. that. Um, my last question: What do you feel energetically happening, and how you're going to navigate it with the current state of affairs? You know, obviously we see it here in Hollywood going on with you know I'm with the Me Too thing. Yeah, yeah Me yeah. Too yeah. and Times Up and all of that. Mm. Like. Yeah, what do you think? Is going like, on like cosmically mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I said this in that talk, you know, that women have every right to be angry. They've been abused. They've been neglected. They've been um, shunned. They've been burnt. I mean, like this is not that long ago, really. So in the collective feminine nervous system, there's, and this is, you know, the Me Too thing is perfect. Women collectively and epigenetically, meaning generations and generations and generations are storing this trauma, storing the trauma of their, of the abuse of their sisters and their mothers and their grandmothers. And so men need to get strong enough to work with that. And literally the way I've discussed it lately is they literally need to hunt it out. Like, where is she withholding her heart? Where is she afraid? Where does she feel trauma? Like, become a safe space for that and you can help heal her or ignore it and you can be, you know, part of the abuse and neglect. And so I think, again, what, what men are, what I'm trying to tell men is that we're at a place in time where we don't need each other. Like, we don't really need each other the way we did before. And so what is your value as a masculine partner to the feminine rising because feminines, you know, women are going to be running the planet if the planet's still here in 50 years, right? Women are going to be running the planet. And so what is our value? And, um, and our value is that like opening their bodies, feeling their hearts, you know, leading them with depth and integrity in the places where we can, like, I'm not talking about your career. I'm talking about your heart. Um, sometimes career, you know what I mean? Like I'll, sometimes I'll lead my woman in her career because I just can feel that it's what's needed. And normally she loves it if it's coming from a good place. So men have to train their nervous systems and their bodies to be able to hold all of this collective pain that's now bubbling up to the surface. And they haven't yet. They have no fucking idea. But I think they're starting to feel it, which is why there's much more men's movements, why there's much more, you know, Justin Baldoni getting on, you know, and doing a talk. I know Justin pretty well. And, you know, so all of this, it's starting to bubble up where men are kind of getting aware that we've got to take responsibility for what our ancestors created. And that's a very empowering place. Like, okay, I'm going to be a stand for you sharing every bit of trauma that's in your body. I bring it. And so we do a lot of this in the workshops where we'll have the men, you know, either create a ring where they hold the women and the women just let it out and the men just Mm. love on them. But yeah, men have to learn to train themselves to do that. Wow. 
Need more of this work. I want to be at one of your workshops. Yeah, I'm signing up. Come, yeah, Luke. I think Luke. Luke's going to come again. So. Okay. Oh, cool. I would yeah. love. Yeah. I would do it. Yeah. I would laugh any yeah. day. Um, yeah. Where can people connect with you? Then tell us about your workshops. Um, John Wineland, uh, wine like you drink, land mm-hmm. like you live on. dot com. It's got all my stuff on there. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Great. We'll have everything in the show notes. Um, John does amazing workshops for mm-hmm. couples and then men as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and women, and, women too. Mm-hmm. I'm actually doing my first, running oh, my first women's great. group this year. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Cool. Which is, which is a total trip and I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to do it, but there'll be, oh, but there'll be a lot of women involved. Um, so, yeah. You'll be fine. You'll I'm rock sure it'll it. Be beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you'll rock it. Yeah. And, and in the is... show notes, you can find everything. Yeah, but this was like honestly amazing. You are so present. You brought such amazing answers. We are like, I am so excited for everyone to hear. This was yeah. better than so we could excited. have ever expected. We thank really you. appreciate it. Sure. Yeah, we really thank honestly. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I amazing. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We love you. We love you. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Whoa, you guys, how are we feeling after those two episodes with John Wineland? Um, John, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. You are someone who we felt uh, very comfortable with and who we trusted almost right away, just in your presence, your groundedness, the space that you held. You know, you are a person of deep integrity and we appreciate your expertise and your years of study and your vulnerability. You know, you've really done the work and it shows and uh, we are so excited to share this with our listeners. So for our listeners, Almost 30 Nation, join our secret Facebook group. Uh, You can search Secret Almost 30 Podcast Group on Facebook and let's start the conversation in there. I'm so curious as to what you guys are feeling after this. I am super like high intensity in terms of like my awareness right now. I can't even describe it clearly, not using the right words, but um, just in every relationship I have and how my energy is being metabolized by the other person. I'm, I'm, whoa. So let's talk about it. Clearly I need to. Um, Thank you guys for listening. We love you so much. And thank you. Shout out to those that came out last week to see us at Blogettes in Arizona. We met so many, almost 30 listeners. We were blown away by your love and we were happy to share our experience creating a podcast in their podcasting one-on-one workshop you can go to our events page at almost30podcast.com to check out when we will be speaking again, when we will be having an event again to bring our listeners in various cities together. We love you guys. All right, guys, we love you. We love you. We will see you next week for a new episode on Tuesday. <laughs>